Section 29 of Kopal Kundula. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Kopal Kundula by Bunkim Chandra Chatterjee. Translated by H.A.D. Phillips. Part 4, Chapter 5. In Doubt What to Do. That whole day, till evening, Kopal Kundula thought of nothing else but whether it was fitting or not to meet the Brahman. She felt no compunction on the ground of its being improper for a chaste young woman to meet an unknown man at night and alone. As far as that matter was concerned, she was clearly of opinion that provided the object of the meeting were not wrong, the meeting itself was not wrong. In the same way as a man may meet a man and a woman a woman, so it appeared to her that a woman ought to be able to meet a man. Moreover, it was doubtful whether the Brahmin were a man or not. Therefore, anxiety on that score was superfluous. But whether good or harm would result from this interview, it was uncertainty on this score that made Kopal Kundala hesitate to such an extent. First the conversation of the Brahmin, then the sight of the Kapalik, then the dream, all these reasons made Kopal Kundala entertain great alarm on her own account. Her fear that some harm would soon happen to her had become strong, and she did not consider it altogether improbable that such harm was connected with the arrival of the Kapalik. This Brahman appeared to be his companion. Therefore, she might fall into disaster by meeting him. He had clearly said that the consultation was about Kopal Kundula, but it might also be that through him she could get some indication by which she would ascertain this. The young Brahmin was taking secret counsel with somebody, and that somebody appeared to be the Kapalik. It was clear, too, that in that conversation somebody's death was being resolved upon, or at any rate, eternal banishment. Whose? The Brahmin had clearly said that the conspiracy concerned Kopal Kundula. Then they were planning her death or her eternal exile. Then, if the Brahmin was in a better, in these nefarious schemes, there might be danger in going with him alone at night into a terrible forest. But last night, she had seen a dream. What was the meaning of that dream? In her dream, the Brahmin, at a time of dire danger, had come and wished to save her. Perhaps that was really to happen. And the Brahmin wished to tell her all. She had said in the dream, Drown me. But should she say that in real life? Should she abandon the Brahmin's aid and plunge into the sea of danger? No, no. Bhobani, fond of her devotees, had kindly pointed out in her dream a means of preservation. And the Brahmin now wished to deliver her. If she forsook his aid, she would be drowned. For this reason, Kopal Kundala determined to see him. Whether a wise person would have come to this conclusion is doubtful. But I have no concern with a wise man's resolution. Kopal Kundala was not particularly wise. Therefore, she did not resolve like a wise man. She resolved like a curious woman. Like a young woman who was anxious to see a terrible and splendid beauty, like one who had been read by a shonnashi, 
and loved to roam by night in the forests, like one who was stupefied by her intense reverence for Bhobani, like an insect about to fall into the flame of burning fire. After evening, having finished a portion of the household duties, Kopal Kundala started for the forest as before. Before going, she lighted a light in her bedchamber. Immediately, she left the room, the light went out. On leaving, Kopal Kundala forgot one thing. Namely, where had the Brahmin told her to meet him? She must again read the letter. She returned to the house and looked in the place where she had put the letter that morning, but could not find it. She remembered that on doing up her hair, she had tied the letter in her top knot. So she put her fingers in her hair and searched. Not finding the letter, she loosened her hair. Still it was not there. Then she searched in different parts of the house. Not finding it anywhere, she concluded that the former place of meeting must be the place, and again started. For want of time, she could not again do up those abundant tresses of hair. So today, Kopal Kundala went her way, enveloped, in her masses of hair, like the time when she was a virgin. Chapter Notes Shonnashi A devotee or ascetic, literally one who has abandoned all desire for worldly things. The life of a Shonnashi is the fourth stage of existence. End of chapter notes End of section 29